Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Pete coming to you from the Athletes Resource. I know it has been a while since the last podcast. I I am guilty of being inconsistent. Uh, To my own credit, there was a pandemic, uh, and I recently had a son. So that has gotten in the way of some of the consistency of podcasting. I am definitely... uh, going to be putting forth more effort to be podcasting more often just because I think it's a it's a good opportunity or a good resource for people um, who are looking to just learn a bit more about mindset and performance. Um, specific to that, one of the ideas behind um, some of these episodes I'm I'm going to be putting out over the next several months is I've noticed a lot of the figures or pages on social media regarding mindset for sport performance is a lot of just sharing of quotes or ideas. And that's good. It's good to learn more about options for our thinking, options for approaching reality, but also uh, quotes are hard to apply uh, many times just because uh, what is getting in the way is, is a literal skill deficit, meaning that we don't actually know how to apply the knowledge that's being shared around. And so part of my goal for some of these podcasts moving forward is is to provide people a how something you can actually do that's tangible um, to approach your training, approach sport performance uh, differently in a way where you feel like you're taking steps forward to how you want to train, how more you'd like to play. I do have to probably state that if we actually do any intervention or exercises together that, you know, uh, what's discussed in this podcast should not be considered medical advice and that, um, for anyone interested more, you should seek out a, uh, licensed trained professional or medical provider, um, to either have a further assessment or, or to receive formal treatment that this is not formal treatment. This is, this is a podcast and it's meant to be informational and educational. But moving on, um, the most recent uh, post that I made was regarding awareness. And so why did I decide on awareness specifically is because I, from where I stand, and anyone who's ever talked to me before, um, uh, especially regarding mindset stuff, uh, or even just the way I approach working with people is heavily influenced by um, Zen concepts. Um, And that now these concepts have been uh, heavily infused into um, sport and performance psychology because this is what we know helps people actually get closer to or create the, I guess you might say, creating fertile ground for a person to 
experience a flow state or be in the zone, which is where we all perform the best. So awareness, why is that important? Um, I, begin, I believe it's the foundational skill, right? All these, you know, like I shared earlier, all these really nice quotes on the internet um, are hard to apply if you don't know what you're thinking, when you're thinking it, what you're feeling, when you're feeling it, um, that we have to create some type of relationship um, to our inner experience, our thoughts, our emotions, um, other than completely avoiding them at all costs or completely being dominated by them. Uh, in, the, in the Zen tradition, we call this equanimity. It's a fancy word for approaching our inner state with balance, meaning that for emotions that are positive, we're not trying to desperately hold on to them at all costs. And for emotions that are less comfortable, more uncomfortable, we're not trying to escape them at all costs. We're just trying to approach our inner experience with balance. But awareness is the skill of basically being able to check in with your thoughts, check in with your emotional state, to notice what you're thinking, to notice what you're feeling. That might sound very basic, but give it a shot. For anyone who's practiced some form of meditation for long enough, you understand that this is a skill, that this is especially being a human being in 2020, um, that it's a particularly challenging skill because our awareness is pulled to be spread out over several different tasks versus one task, one sole task. So awareness, can we be aware? Can we know that we are thinking something? Can we know that we are feeling something? For an emotion, we, we talk about checking below the neck. I did not come up with that statement. Someone else came up with that statement. But I think it's a, it's a nice way of uh, concisely guiding people to look below their mind, look below their head to gain an understanding of what's going on inside. A lot of times when you ask people what they're feeling emotionally or athletes, they'll start talking about their thoughts. They'll say, no, 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 no. What are you feeling? Different emotions have different sensory experiences associated with them. Calmness can feel like a lightness or, you know, anxiety can feel like like a churning in the belly or in the chest or even sometimes in the throat. And then anger can feel like a heat or like a tension in the upper body, the arms, the hands. These are just examples. Um, but checking in in our body, it lets us, gives us information as to how we can become aware of what we're feeling how we could become aware of what we're thinking. Why is that important? Because what happens when we're not aware of what we're thinking? What happens when we're not aware of what we're feeling? Well, there could be consequences to that. There could be consequences to that 
specifically for performance. Um, I mean, it's just me on this podcast today. There's no co-hosts. I'm running solo, so I'll just, you know, I can share personal examples. Um, I'm pretty confident in saying that part of what helped me, part of what transitioned in my mindset to help me perform as an athlete was I became more aware of what I was feeling before, during, and after competitions. I remember, uh, I remember, um, so before I got into, to CrossFit, I was, um, I was, uh, I played for, I played men's rugby, played in college, played it after college on Long Island. Once I moved, um, to Connecticut, I played for uh, a, a men's team. We were D2 and then D1 in my last season. And I remember struggling with a particular emotional experience before a game, uh, before games, even practices. Um, and the more aware I became of it, the more I became aware I was afraid. I was bef- afraid of being re-injured. I was afraid of getting embarrassed. I was afraid. And in times where I wasn't aware that I was afraid, I was hiding from my fear. Those are the moments where I perform the poorest, where I miss the tackle, in sometimes very public fashion. Um, in times where I needed to make the tackle to help my team. In a rugby match, um, I wasn't aware of what I was feeling, and so I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it. It was the the fear was in the driver's seat. It was dictating how I felt my body, all I was thinking about myself and my play. Towards the end of my career, I became aware of this fear and because I became aware of it and only because I became aware of it, then I could take steps to deal with it. For me, that was accepting it, understanding that this is just part of it. It was just part of it. I, I had reached a point where I was probably the highest level I would ever play organized uh, sport. It was a Division I. Um, that, you know, it, there's a fact of the matter. It, it's scary to tackle giant people. I mean, at least it was for me. Um, when you see the person you're supposed to be defending during the match and they... They look like they have a good 15, 20 pounds on you and they're taller than you. It could feel scary. I just learned to accept it. And because I was aware of it and I took steps around that, then I had a choice. I could choose to feed it or I could choose to do something else. Something else was making the tackle in that case. Something else was... was um, uh, not listening to my fear or, or reframing my fear. But all those things that, that I learned how to execute all came from awareness. They all came from this foundational skill set. And what a lot of the... I don't mean to be talking smack against um, the internet presence I, I often see on mindset performance but what's missing is 
um, a, an understanding that I do not see that this has to be practiced. The idea that just like you practice whatever your sport is and the specific techniques, you must practice these skills to hone your mindset if you know it's something that is important to you. And that's multiple times a week. That's not once a week. That's not once a week, right? The idea is that we are teaching our brain with this frequency of practice that there's a new option in navigating reality. That we don't have to completely avoid what we're thinking or feeling. And we don't have to be completely dominated about it. We can find a middle ground. And that middle ground is... Okay, I'm aware of it. It's here. And I can just let it be. I have another choice. I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to believe it. But whatever you, whatever you decide. And it can be just as simple as stopping for a minute and becoming aware of the fact that you're breathing. Or becoming aware of, of the fact that you're hearing or listening. or sitting. And we can alternate between all those different sensory experiences. And it's interesting, once you you sit and practice this, you begin to notice there are many layers of our sensory experience, that there are sounds perhaps that we're not even aware of that are happening around us, or sensations that we weren't aware of that are happening. Or particular energy that we're bringing into our day or our training or our practice, whatever. Like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling, uh, feeling tired. I'm feeling grumpy. I'm feeling, uh, feeling excited. Aware, awareness allows us to gain an accurate assessment of where we are in the moment. That accurate assessment can help us take steps toward or just conduct conduct ourselves in a way that fits what we want. Whereas if we're not aware, it can be this dynamic of like trying to force it. Uh, I can't count how many times where I had a poor training session where... Afterwards, I just realized you were tired or you were forcing it. All you had to do was take some weight off the bar. All you had to do was a different move, whatever, scale, whatever. Um, But when we're trying to force it and we're not checking in, we're not actually aware of what we are or how we're feeling, we're missing really important data to help us actually maximize how we approach sport versus trying to force some, some alternate reality that, that may not actually be happening. And if as you're talking, you're hearing a lot of mindfulness stuff, because that's right. All these concepts are heavily, hev- excuse me, heavily borrowed from the mindfulness tradition. And how I understand how to practice a skill of being aware is to practice mindfulness. 
I do feel like a broken record. I'll probably say this every other, every podcast, but um, if if we want to practice this, we, we have to practice meditating. We have to, some version of it, doesn't have to be for 30 minutes a day, um, but it's a skill that we have to practice. And there's so many, at this point in time, there's so many great options out there for people who are interested in practicing. Um, I'm a huge fan of 10% Happier. I think it's a great application. Um, I recommend that to um, pretty much everyone I meet, especially for athletes, uh, because um, George Mumford, uh, who is essentially, I guess you would call it like the father of uh, of the fusion of of the like not fusion but uh, the person who applied um, mindfulness meditation or the Zen tradition to sport performance. Uh, he's he was the meditation coach for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, you'll you, he's you'll see him if you watch the Bulls documentary, The Last Dance. He was Kobe Bryant's meditation coach. Um, but there is a I think thirteen, twelve to fourteen session course within the ten percent happier app that that people can purchase. Um, that will where you get to you get to work with him basically. You know he's not literally working with him. You're. You, it's recorded stuff, but you're hearing his concepts. Um, I should also say I am in no way affiliated with 10% Happier. They don't pay me a dime to say that. Um, I just find that it's a, it is a high-quality app. I'm sure that there are other app, apps out there that are very high-quality. Um, I'm just not necessarily familiar with them. Um, so I guess to recap, you know, awareness is critical um, for people who are looking to optimize their performance. One thing I didn't mention um, that I think is important before I wrap up is this is borrowed from uh, a sports psychologist who I believe unfortunately passed away within the past couple of years, Ken Revisa. But a lot of his work was on... Uh, teaching athletes these skills and developing models uh, to understand how to think about, conceptualize um, these concepts and apply them to work with athletes. And he has his own model um, for, I guess, what I might call building awareness. It is called building awareness. Um, And at the center of it is personal responsibility meaning that no one else can do this but you. No one else can do these things that I'm talking about, practice the skills. No one else can check in in your body except you, meaning that if, if this is what we want to do, if we understand that this is necessary for us to, to reach the level of play that we need, then we have to assume responsibility. It's our job. It's nobody else's job to read our minds. We have to check in. We have to check in with our mind, with our body about where we are. And can people remind us to do it? Of course. But in the end, it's, it's our responsibility. 
So, yes, awareness. It it is critical. It's it is. You're also probably hearing this concept too, but it's the beginning. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of of. It's it is the. I don't know. The uh, I guess an accurate word is escaping me, but it's the threshold or the path to apply other skills, other options to to deal with adversity. But it does begin with awareness because you got to you got to know a problem is there to do something about it. And so this is going to be a short one. Um, in the past, my podcasts have been pretty long. Um, but I will post this on, uh, on iTunes. And please feel free to reach out if there's any other topics that you would like to be covered or discussed. Because I'm all, I'm all about it. I'm all about addressing addressing the public and their concerns about how to how to better approach training or sport performance um yeah it was great i hope to be doing this more often Uh, i'll try to have some guests on here to spice it up so it's not just me talking into my phone here either way i hope this was helpful and I hope that I'll be doing this again soon. Have a good one.